Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 23. Here's Pastor Ryan. We saw people get saved, people get healed, people have their lives changed. Um, people, I mean, I can go on and on. I remember it began to get out of control, packed, and we knew something was happening. Something was happening. There were some Sundays where, where you know, I don't count heads, but because we put a certain amount of chairs, we kind of knew. Oh man, there's no chairs left. It was loud. It sounded just to be able to grow and to hear the sound of the sheep even sounded different. It just sounds like a stampede. It sounds different, louder. The worship, everything was getting better and better as God was molding us. And and um, but now we're here, and the Levites need not to carry things around anymore. I remember the custodian, she said to me, um, can I clean the church for you guys there? I said, no, Virginia. Finally, the guys have something to do. We're going to give them, they're gonna, we're going to clean this house. It's our house. God gave it to us. So, you know, just to, you know, now everything's stationary. We don't have to carry things. I got an office. Kids have their classrooms. You know, no one's walking on, on eggshells except for Jose. It's just a miracle. Now, God gave the Levites rest. Why? Why? Why did He give them rest? Why did He give Israel rest? The reason why He gave them rest because it's not time for them to go to war anymore, it's time for them to build the temple. So, I know churches like to do, what's the vision? Vision casters. Listen, okay, we are in the vision. God gave us a house that it ain't even in our name yet. We're working on that. The banks are working with us. It's coming along good. Good, but we're working on that. It's not even in our name yet. So the vision is, God just gave us this house. Let's take good care of it. Let's get it situated. You know, at Calvary Costa Mesa, they never said, uh, if you uh, want to volunteer for children's ministry. They had ministry, they had pe so many people that, um, they had so many people that uh, you probably had to be on a waiting list like forever to be in children's ministry. At that point, you're looking outside the wall saying, let's do some other ministry. You feel me? You feel, feel where I'm getting at? A church has to know where they're at in the Lord, and we know where we're at. God just gave us a church. And as soon as we have so many people in children's ministry covering that, teaching it well, loving on them kids well, enough ushers, enough security, enough high school teachers, enough youth teachers, as soon as we have that filled to capacity, where we're busting, bursting at the seams in capacity of all of that stuff, 
Then we'll talk about spreading the gospel all over Judea, Samaria, and to the other parts of the world. Because you have to know where you're at and be okay with that. Some people are not okay with that. They think they just, unless there's a bulletin with all kinds of ministry activities, then you're not doing the will of God and you're not spreading the gospel. We are spreading the gospel every single Wednesday and every single Sunday. And all of you spread it as you go out. But right now we're in a spot where we're getting the house that God just gave us. Um running well does that does that make sense to you guys it, it, it's it's what he's doing in our text he wants them to rest so that they can build he doesn't want them out all over the place and it's my job not to spread our resources thin my goodness if we don't have enough people in children's ministry why are we going to open up another ministry god has taught me some things in 22 years you know what i'm saying and and i'm not on anybody's like like time other than the lord so we want to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and not let anybody kind of, um, you know, um, get us off of God's path for our church. You know, sometimes less is more. There's a, you know, don't make me read it. I'm going to read it. Because God has given us beautiful rest. Ecclesiastes 3.1 To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to break down, and a time to build up. We are at a time to build up. It's not even in our name yet. The other ministries can wait. But when this thing gets built up, we'll roll with all kinds of fun stuff. Does that make sense? You know. But people don't understand that because they, they're not in, in positions of church leadership or maybe don't have that kind of ministry experience. They just, we've been busy before. You ask people that have been here for a long time, we've been busy and a lot of those things crash and burn because people get worn out and burnt out. And you have um, the same people doing things repetitively and you don't want to get burnt out that's what i learned early in the ministry you don't want the same people doing children's ministry no breaks no nothing the next chapter talks more about that but anyways why did god give us a church so that we can build it guys we're resting right now we're resting he's working you're working you're getting things together schedules are being set forth and there's plenty of opportunity to serve here plenty no? Yes? Maybe so. A lot. There's a lot. Just just hit up uh, uh, the guys. We'll get you in there. We need more people. How many more people we need in children's ministry? Amanda. At least ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. How many more people do we need in security and ushering? Uh, uh, huh? Four. Fourteen people. It's not bad, huh? Anyways, you pray about it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, where are we? All right. All right. So, 
they shall no longer carry the tabernacle or any of the articles uh, for its service. For by the last words of David, the Levites were numbered from 20 years old and above, because their duty was to help the sons of Aaron in the service of the house of the Lord, in the courts and in the chambers, in the purifying of the holy things, and the work of the service of the house of God. Again, it is reiterated right here it's reiterated it's repeated what is the levites duty it is for them to assist the sons of aaron in the service of the house of the lord what was the levites job assist aaron's sons the priests very clear the levites were not to be farmers they were not to have lands like everybody else their inheritance was the lord god wanted them free to focus on backing up the priests the sons of Aaron because that job is so important to the Lord that the ministry takes place at the tabernacle but now the temple God wanted them specifically to support the priests that was their calling and then it goes and it lists some of the things that they that they did that they were supposed to do they were the support team to the sons of Aaron they were to lift up the arms of the priest, just like deacons are called to do within a church. If you think about church unity, if you, if you teach about, or if you, if you think about church unity, if you think about when the Bible says to be like-minded, you think about the structure of a church. In Calvary Chapels, the church, the only church I've ever known, we believe in the Moses philosophy. Do you guys know that? In the, the form of church government. We're not like Presbyterians. We're not like Presbyterians who have, you know, a board of elders where, you know, if you want anything done, it goes through the whole board of elders. Calvary Chapels have the Moses philosophy. And I'm not saying that's better or less than anyone else. Um... It has its, I think it's been a blessing for me anyways. Um, but again, it's, I'm not saying it's the best or whatever. Churches have their opinion. People have their opinion. We're not all robots. But um, what I like about it is like, for instance, the men's retreat. I didn't have to call the board up and say, hey, I'm thinking about having a retreat and them being okaying us to have the retreat. Pastor Ryan is blessed to be able to just call the retreat center and say, we're coming on April 8th, 9th, and 10th. See you there. That, you know, where Chuck Smith can just say, yeah, we're going to change the drapes or the, the whatever in the church and not have to go through a big bureaucracy. It was, it's more freeing for the Holy Spirit to move in the leadership, um, I believe, the board is there for me. They support me. They watch over me. All of you are one giant board anyways, and so is my wife. I mean, you know, you watch to make sure that I'm living the life that I'm supposed to. If I'm not living right, y'all will know it. Clarissa's not a yes. Uh, she's not a pushover. She'll call my pastor quicker than, than you know, Suri can dial the, the call. And all of my board has, you know, they all, they're all connected to our guys. Our guys can call them at any time. And so I think that's important that pastors have accountability. One guy once asked me early in the church, well, what if we come across like a tyrannical pastor, controlling guy? Well, you know, find another church. It's America. There's not bars on the 
on the church. That's what you do. And God will deal with them. So anyways, why do I get to that? Because the deacons, the, the Levites, it's reiterated, they were the support of the priests. Deacons in churches, I believe, are the support of the vision of the pastor. Does that make sense? Because folks don't know that. Some folks don't know that. Folks think, you know... Uh, you know, it, it's not a big deal to get behind their church's vision. And I think that, that you need to, if there's going to be unity, if there's going to be like-mindedness, that there needs to be unity. Um, in Exodus 17, let's turn there since we're not too far from there. Beginning with uh, verse 10. Ah, verse 8. Exodus 17, verse 8. Give me an amen once you're there, please. It says, Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with um, Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steadily until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. You see that beautiful story of them holding up um, Moses' arms. And if you think about it, if, if you have a church where the de- half the deacons say, you know what, we want to actually do something else rather than the vision of the church, how would it how would the battle go it wouldn't go well so my advice to people is wherever you wherever god calls you to whatever church you go to go and support your pastor's vision and for the women support your pastor's wife's vision for women's ministry i'm telling you um it's the best thing that we can do for the unity of the body of christ i remember in the early days of my walk, my friend was uh, having a really cool Bible study in Rancho Santa Margarita, and he knew I went to Golden Springs, and he told me, go ask Pastor Dale, Raul Reese's uh, associate pastor, if he'll come and teach at the Bible, the Bible study. And Pastor Dale had baptized me, so I felt like it was cool for me to hit him up, and I hit him up, and he said, oh, Ryan, thank you, but you know, my job is to lift up Raw's arms. It's not to go and, and, you know, so keep that in mind. It's that important to get behind the vision of the pastor. And if you can't, then I would just suggest find a pastor in a church that you can respect that because it's, it's, it's just isn't cool to be in a church that you can't do that in. Does that make sense? 
that can be a very dangerous thing to say. Half of you may not come back next. <laughs> but it's scripture. It's scripture. It's true. Like, get behind. Lift up his arms. Get behind the vision. I think one day, you know, people pitch ideas to us all the time, you know, and we will say, yeah, in the future, you know, but we're trying to get 14 more people to serve. You know what I mean? In the future. Right now we're focused on the rest that God gave us to put this house together. But we want people to come with their gifts and their talents and to be used by God. But that is a process that we don't rush here at all. Because we're not looking for talent as much as we're looking for heart. For heart. And one of those is, are you here to lift up my arms in the ministry that God has called me to do here? Or do you want me to... To you know what I mean? Like it's you'll be you'd be surprised at the things people ask me. They want a blessing. They want they want you know what I mean. Some people want want position or you know it's not for me to give. It's God's house. I think back of the people that were with me in Hammerling. I think back at the people that have 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 bore the work with me for a long time. You know I just I, I they have a. they've shown themselves faithful and the Bible said that even deacons are to be are to be um, first tested and Paul said to Titus I believe Titus or Timothy I think it's Titus but he said you know you know what you have learned give it to other give it to faithful men who are able to also teach others and so faithfulness is the key Jesus said if you're faithful in the little you'll be faithful in the much And that's just sweet hills. Because I've made those mistakes. I've given the wrong people opportunities and stuff and just got burned. And it's not like, oh, I'm bitter or hurt and not going to give people opportunities. It's just you learn to be more careful. You learn the signs. You learn to, you know, and we, we like people to, to just um, prove their love to this church. Prove your love to this church. Prove your love to God. We need to see that. And, and that's just the way it goes. Because the sheep are that important to Jesus. And Jesus doesn't want just anybody caring for his sheep. He wants to make sure that the leaders love the sheep. It's a lot of heaviness for a Wednesday night. I think I'm a heavy pastor. I just think that it's the times we're living in. If you think about how anarchistic the world is. There's no more following rules there's no more respecting elders the bible says do not you know uh do not remove the ancient landmarks the fathers have set don't don't knock down what the veterans put up there's veterans at our church that we want to love and honor. There's, there's ways of veterans in, in our history. Pastor Chuck and, and um, Don McClure and some of the, some of the Mike McIntoshes. And just there's, there's people that we love and respect the old ways. And, and um, you know, we want to carry those things on. I think how we treat those who came before us really, really means a lot to the Lord. You know, he cares. Don't remove the ancient landmarks. Don't, you know, 
the, that gray hair is a crown of glory if it's worn in righteousness. Like, it's a blessing. And, and, and so, so we live in a society where everyone wants to jump the gun, do the quick fix, do the quick everything. It ain't. It ain't. The slower, the safer. We want to make, make, make sure. And I always ask my guys, what do you think about so-and-so? And they'll tell me. They'll tell me. I see something that, you know, it's not gossip when leadership is trying to say, should we lay hands on this person? Should we, uh, you know, give this person an opportunity to teach? Or, or you know what I mean? We, we, have to, we have to do some inquiry. Anyways, really quick. I, I have to finish this chapter. I will not stay in this chapter another, another. I will not. Let me see. Back to our text real quick. Give me, give me a sec. All right. So, because her duty was to help the sons of Aaron in the service of the house of the Lord, in the courts and in the chambers, in the purifying of the holy things, and the work of the service of the house of God, both with the showbread and the fine flour uh, for the grain offering, with the unleavened cakes and what is baked in the pan, with what is mixed and with all kinds of measures and sizes, to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at evening and at every presentation of a burnt offering to the Lord on the Sabbaths and on the new moons and on the set feasts by number according to the ordinance governing them regularly before the Lord and they should attend to the needs of the tabernacle of meeting the needs of the holy place and the needs of the sons of Aaron their brethren in the work of the house of the Lord notice that they were to purify all of the utensils right the, the holy utensils they were to purify them it says here that they that they praise the Lord in the morning, noon, and night. And whenever there was some operations happening in the church, the Levites were there. There was a regular attend. They were regulars, you see? So God has standards in all of this. And one of them is to be holy, to be pure. Just because someone walks through the door, we don't know if they live a holy life. We don't know that if, if they live the life in front of us, that they do the same at home and at work. That, those are the kinds of things we want to get to know people, to see how their lives are, to make sure that they're living uh, the life that they live in front of us at home and in the private places as well, because it matters to who? To the Lord. God has standards, guys. And they're not mine, they are His. And you see the Levites here. They were holy. They were spiritual. They prayed morning, night, and evening. And so we want to know, and you know, our guys it's like, where are you at in your reading? You know, you, you, you read your, your book. You know, so you, that's important to us that that our guys are reading their Bibles and praying and are spiritual people, because we want. Because the Lord says, "Not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit," says the Lord. It's not about physical strength. It's about where are they spiritual? God says, "Count the cost." And I'm still counting the cost. And it costs a lot more than I thought. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Oh, Lord, who can stand before your presence, Lord, if you should count inequity? But, Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful that the blood of Christ cleanses us of our sins. As we daily just come before you, Father, to wash us clean. Lord, we're hopeful that as we delight in you, you give us the desires of our heart. 
And we know, Lord, that you do. And when we wait for you and serve you diligently, faithfully in the little things, you always promote, Lord. You always move us to the things that we desire to do. And I pray for that spirit upon our church, that there would be a hopefulness in our service, that we would plow in hope, knowing that the vision now is to get this house in order, for God has given us rest. There's no more setting up and tearing down at Hammerling. We're here now, just like the Israelites. No more tabernacle. It's all about the temple now. And so, Lord, we pray your blessing upon this house, Lord. We know that you're not confined to it, but you like to show yourself strong in it from time to time you do, Lord. And we pray that you would. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who would like to give their life to Jesus Christ, we want to give you an opportunity and say, raise your hand. Or raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer to accept the Lord. Is there anybody here who would like to do that? Amen. Father, we thank you again. May you bless our time of fellowship now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.